0: All I'm nice to you because I'm fixing to talk ugly to you in a minute. Wouldn't it be nice to start with? We love motherhood in this house. Uh, I didn't say anything while they were up here because I didn't want to take away from the babies, but did anybody notice while the babies were up here, there was a man walking around here taking pictures. Y'all see him. That is our church photographer. His name is Jack Sink, and he is celebrating 80 years on this planet this weekend. Congratulations. We love him. He is uh, he's my buddy. We want to celebrate I want you to take your Bibles and turn with me to, if we're going to talk about motherhood, where are we turning to? I taught them. Yes, thank you. Proverbs 31. Take your Bible, turn to the book of Proverbs chapter 31. This is the picture with a promise. This is where my heavenly father says, he holds up a picture and he says, right here is what I want motherhood to be. Here it is. I mean, he makes it, Ray Charles could see it in this passage. It's so clear. He says, this is what I want motherhood to be. And then at the end, he says this, you do what I show you right here. Watch what I do for your family. You do what I show you right here. I'll do something for your family. This is the picture with a promise. And I'm going to preach this morning about uh mama to the rescue. All right. Before we read it, let me get, do y'all know what PC is. anybody know what PC is politically correct. It ain't up here today. They tell me you are supposed to give a trigger warning. Here's yours all right. Motherhood is under attack in this nation. The family's under attack in this nation. The enemy of our souls, the evil one, he knows something that I don't think we know. He knows God's word and he knows that God almighty ordained this planet and ordained life on this planet so that the foundation of a nation is the family. The family is the foundation of the nation. It's not the government. It's not the military. It's not education. It ain't the Cardusians. (laughs) The foundation and the well-being of a nation is propped up on the well-being of its families. That's why he has gone after families so desperately. And the way you go after a family, destroy fatherhood and destroy motherhood. And you destroy the family. I put it back about the the Vietnam War era, latter 60s, early 70s. And we began an assault on motherhood in this nation. Uh, recent, not long ago, school board meeting in our county here, the school board was having a meeting and they were decrying the condition of education. They should be today. Thank God for teachers that are doing the best they can. But we made some terrible turns in education a little ways back. One of them was telling God almighty to get out of the schoolhouse. That has not worked out well. And, uh, they were discussing things they could do. And one of our school board members spoke up. His name's Tony Rose. He said this till you fix the family, you're not going to fix education. Well, that didn't, that went over about like a pregnant pole vaulter with some folks. But he spoke, he spoke truth. As goes the family, so goes the nation. The family is the foundation of the nation. Now, the feminist movement that it took off in the early seventies, a lot of good came out of it. I was there, doc. I'm a, I drove a Model T. I know what it's like. When men treated women bad in the fifties and sixties, they were denigrated. They were looked down on that needed to be fixed. Let me tell you something. My daughters do what a man does. I want them to get paid what a man gets paid. You can't amen. That is something wrong with you. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm not trying to be combative. It just comes out. A lot of good came out of it, but there was some Trojan horse stuff in that feminist movement because out of that movement, we began to speak to young girls and tell them, don't waste your life on family go for the corner office. And inadvertently, we began to denigrate motherhood. And we began to look down our noses. Don't, don't waste your life being a mama. A couple of weeks ago, I'm talking with a young lady in our church. She'll graduate from high school. No, no, she graduated last year. Beautiful young lady. And I was just getting to know her and talking to her there. And I said, uh, tell me something. What are you going to do with your life now that you're out of school? What do you want to do? And she said, well, and she was apologetic. She said, what I really want to do is have a family. I just want to be a wife and a mother. And she apologized for that. Guess where she got that from? She didn't get it out of this book. She didn't get it from the God of heaven. And I said, you listen to me. You don't ever I said, that's the highest calling on this earth, is to be a mama and to pour your life and your family. I said, now you can get a job if you want to, be the president for all I care. Heaven knows when you get be the president if you want to, as far as I care. I don't care. I said, "But don't you let anybody look down their nose at you because God's put His call in your heart. And it's the highest call. Let me tell you something about your job. One day you're going to be done. And they're going to replace you with somebody a whole lot younger. Uh, <clears throat> that fancy car you're driving, it's going to be on blocks for you get it paid for. That house going to burn. Your titles, your trophies, they'll rust. I don't even know where mine are at anymore. Your family is forever pour your life into something that's going to last forever. most valuable thing we have is families. In this passage right here, here's what God Almighty does. He said, this is mama right here. And he paints the most beautiful picture of mama. We're going to read the passage. And then I'm gonna, I want you to see As we're going through this, I want you to do something today. I want you, as you hit these things, you say, that was my mama. That was my mama. That was my mama. You need to thank him. Let me tell you what's happened. The scripture teaches this. Familiarity breeds contempt. You're around something so much that you begin to take it for granted. You got a great mom that loved you, took care of you. Sometimes we're we'll them so much we forget how, how good God's been to us with that. So as we read this, you do that. Let's read together. Proverbs 31, verse 10. Who can find a virtuous wife? Her value is far above rubies. I declare it is. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. He will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax. She works. So there's a working woman with her hands. She's like a merchant ship. She brings her food from afar. She rises when it is about 11 o'clock. Still dark outside. Provides food for her family. Portion for a maidservant. She considers a field. Buys it. Profits, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength. She strengthens her arms. She perceives her merchandise is good. Her lamp does not go out by night. Did I just read from before daylight till after midnight? That's Mama. She stretches out her hand to the distaff, Her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. She reaches out her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of snow for her household because her family is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing's fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the old men of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are what she's clothed with. She'll rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom. On her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Idleness is the biblical word for laziness. She watches over the ways of her family. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, he praises her. Many daughters have done well. You excel them all. Charm is deceitful, beauty is temporary. A woman who fears the Lord, she will be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands. Let her works praise her. My, my. Mama hood. I'm going to start at the bottom and turn around and make a U-turn and go back up. What do we in this nation, what have we, what do we drool over in this nation? What do we say is the most important thing in a woman? What do we say? Beauty. We say beauty, man. We, we say it's all about what you look like. It's all about that little Coca-Cola figure you got. Yada, yada and all that crap. Look with me. Excuse me. All that stuff. Watch what the Bible says here. Verse 30. Girl, you young girls, I'm sorry, get ready. Verse 30. Charm is deceitful, beauty is what? Tell me what beauty does. Temporary. You ever heard of father time? And his cousin, gravity. <laughs> Let me tell you something. We are so obsessed in this nation about how somebody looks on the outside and we hold up great women because of what they look like on the outside. What does that say right there? You better enjoy it today look Look right here, girls. You, you're so excited about that pretty little boy you got, you young girls. Look right here. I was pretty. When I was young, voted most handsome. Look it up in the 1972 annual. Let that scare the hell out of you. What do you think about that? Sorry, cut that. We are so obsessed with looks in this nation, what does the Bible say? That stuff's temporary. The things that we're so caught up in are so Temporary i got news for you. You got it. You better enjoy it today because you're going to do like in snowboards. That's going to go south one day. <laughs> Temporary. Number one, great mama, she nurtures. You notice that the Bible said she gets up early. She provides food for her family. She makes sure that her kids are well taken care of. God means for a mama and a daddy to have a family. And God gave daddy things he didn't give mama. And he gave mama things he didn't give daddy. Their strengths offset each other. And a mother is designed, her heart is designed by God to nurture. She nurtures children. My wife, she just serves, and I say, don't, don't cook. All our kids are coming over today for Mother's Day. Guess who's doing the cooking? I said, this, this ain't right. It's Mother's Day. They're supposed to do it for you. She says, no, I won't tell I won't tell Her delight is in taking care of her children. I say, they're 30 years old. Let them take care of you. Can't wait till we can be a burden to our children. This is getting old. But let me me tell you something. She loves this stuff. She loves taking care of her babies and caring for her children. God designed a woman's heart to take care of them youngins. He created to nurture. Father has a different role, but he created a mother to nurture. Number two, she teaches. A mother needs to be a teacher. Look at me in verse 26. The Bible says this. She opens her mouth with what? Nonsense? Wisdom. The Bible says she opens her mouth with wisdom. Can I ask you a question? Where is a child today going to learn values from? Watching MTV? Videos? You can't even learn them in a lot of schools anymore. Where's a child going to learn values from? What's we'll just say right there? Her, their mama's mouth. She's going to open her mouth and she's going to stamp them children's wisdom. Where's a child going to learn their morality from today? Like Lady Gaga, Twisted Sister. Where's a child going to learn the moral values that will carry them to a great life? Guess where she's going to learn it from? Mama's mouth. Mama's going to open her mouth with wisdom. She's going to learn the traits of life in there. Number three. Now listen to me carefully, girls. She doesn't just teach it. Mama models wisdom. She models it. Verse 10 says this. Who can find a virtuous wife? Her worth is far above Ruseby's. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. Guess why he trusts her? Because she is trustworthy. Uh, I read a book not long ago called Exit Interviews and it interviewed all the people who quit going to church. Young people who when they got 20 years old they quit going to church. There's a mass exodus from church about college age. You know that. And people blame different things. You know what the number one reason the people say is my parents taught it but they didn't live it. My parents drug us to church but they didn't live it at the house. They told me one thing but they lived another. Most of the things that our kids are going to pick up are not taught. They are caught. They're caught from us. So listen, listen to me, Mama. Dad, you in this thing too. I'll get you on Father's Day. You don't have to be perfect. One of the best things a parent can do is walk into a child's room and say, Mama was wrong and I'm sorry. That's great. But let me tell you something. There can't be a contradiction between this is what we want and this is how I live. You got to live it in front of... And listen to me. Listen to me, girls. Look right here. Oh, you staring right at me. Look here. You can do it. You can do it. You can live this thing. You can swim upstream. She models that virtue for the people. Alright, number three. Number four, excuse me. She shapes hearts. This is something daddies have a hard time doing. Um, everything in this land today, like like a Christian, is supposed to be somewhere between Rambo and Mr. Rogers. Which is it? It's both. My mama would bury me. She'd tell you, I, I, bore, I birthed you. I'll kill you. You ain't... I ain't scared of you. She was mean. My mama jerk a knot in me. I'm not not being cute. She was ugly. You feel for me, I know. That same woman could turn around and weep with a tender heart over things. Mothers shape hearts. I want you to look with me in Scripture verse 20. The Bible says this. She extends her hand to the poor. She reaches her hands to the needy. Verse 26 says this. She opens her mouth with wisdom and saw that. Watch this. On her tongue is the law of kindness. Where does a child learn to have the right heart? You don't usually get that from dad. You learn how to fish from dad. What you get from your mother is the tender heart side. He says, I'll be a man. I don't want a tender heart. You going to follow Jesus or not? Was not Jesus the man who could walk into an unjust situation and kick somebody's rear end and turn their tables over? Was he not the same guy who could weep over things that were hurting people? Both. That's mom and dad right there. A mother shapes a child's heart. Why? Because she sees the heart of a mother. A child sees the heart of a mother. And on her tongue is the law of kindness. Uh, We're sort of lacking kindness in this land today. Why are you teaching your children to talk like a bunch of profane idiots? On her tongue is the law of kindness. I promise you, TV's not going to teach your children how to talk anymore. Preaching, son. Preaching. i do it myself. Mother's shape hearts. I got in, I'm going to say number five. I got in trouble last year for saying number five. I, but I can't get him to change his mind. I'm sorry. I ask him all the time. I said, they don't like that. How about you changing? Guess what he says to me? If you're rubbing the cat the wrong way, turn the cat around. I ain't going to quit rubbing it. I'm going to say it. A great mama takes care of papa. No, 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 no. I heard female amens. I needed male amens right there. I needed men to say, Oh, ah, you're preaching, son. God. <laughs> Praise God. I'm helping you boys. You ain't helping me. You say, that's nuts. Read with me. Verse 21. She's not afraid of snow. Her household, their household's clothed with scarlet. Isn't that good? You know what she's saying? She dresses them youngins up, sends them off to school. I was talking with a family out here in the parking lot just a little bit ago. Beautiful family, two little girls, had their bows in their hair, and I thought, I bet you daddy did that. I bet you daddy got them matching outfits. And I told them, our, our girls look back at pictures now and they see them bows look like helicopter blades in their heads up there. I said, we dressed them up so pretty. Excuse me, did I just say we? She dressed them up so pretty. Mama takes care of her household and she dresses them children up. Watch verse 22. She makes tapestry for herself and her clothing is fine linen and purple. She dresses the children up to send them off to school to look pretty. Guess who she dresses herself up for? Do you not know the answers to these questions? (laughs) Give me just a little more time. Watch this. Verse 23. Read this. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the old men, the elders of the land. You know why he's known among the elders? You know why he's, guess why? Them men out there saying, that's a lucky man right there to have that woman. That mm, that guy's lucky to have that woman right there. I'm gonna tell you something. This is not for the men. Sorry, guys. Let me tell you what the greatest things you can give your children growing up. Where is a child gonna learn how to be a wife? Where's a little girl gonna learn how to be a wife? How about Kim Cardusian watching The Simpsons. Where's a little boy going to learn how to have a marriage? Where are our children going to learn how to have a great marriage? One of the greatest gifts you can give your children is let them watch a great marriage. And if you listen, survey after survey of many times when families break up and couples divorce, what day do they point to is the day that our family started breaking down. What day do they point to? The day the first child was born. Because on that day, up until then, we pour our lives into each other. And all of a sudden, a child comes along and mama goes, Ooh, looky here. And mama looks away from papa. Keep this relationship going to keep these relationships blessed. All right. You need to let your kids see a good marriage. You need to let your kids do not neglect your marriage, mama, to take care of you. It sounds noble. One of the worst things you can do for your kids. Uh, now listen, you don't have to win contests. Deck it out a little bit. Let me make an announcement. Them nasty fuzzy bedroom shoes you got, put them in the garbage. <laughs> Take some of that money you wasting at them fancy stores on them girls, spend a little bit on yourself. You're not helping me this morning. <laughs> you, let your children see you two love each other. My kids, when they were little, they'd, they'd ooh and ah because I'd come in and grab their mama and we'd dance. Well, they're grown now. I can say things in front of them I couldn't say when they was little. We <laughs> were sitting at the counter the other day. My two daughters $2 at the counter. I was coming in and we were talking. My wife said, uh, I'm going to get in the shower. And I said, you want me to go with you? <laughs> Trying to help you, boys. Of course, them girls go, oh, God, oh daddy, ah." Oh. They really it up when she said, if you want to, <laughs> listen to me, you know, I'm not, I'm not a nasty old man. I am old, but here's the point. I, you know what? I'm still saying, we still having fun and you still don't want, let them kids know you don't die when you get a certain age. I love your mama. Let your mama see you. Oh, tell them, tell them. They'll get over it someday. They'll understand. Didn't mean to get off on that, but the point is, <laughs> it is so important to model for our children, this is what life looks like. You want your kids to have a great marriage? Show them what it looks like. Let them see it. Listen, let them grow up and say, that's what I want right there. Now, you folks are so old and religious. Y- y'all need to loosen up. My goodness. Y'all probably ain't even listen to rock music anymore. Number six. This is, I like this right here. We're fixing to have some fun. Great woman protects her family. Look at me in verse 27a. I love this right here. She watches over the ways of her family. You know what that means right there? You should be able to tell me at any time what's on a teenager's cell phone. You know what this says right here? She's a sentinel. She has got her nose stuck in your business. She's watching over the ways of her family. This crap about children's rights. Who's paying the bills in your house? Can I get a witness? My God, have mercy. Dear ones, listen to me. So I don't invade a child's private space. You have fell out of tree and hit your head on every limb on the way down. Get in their business, Doc. Find out what they're reading. Look at their school books. Southern high school sent a book home with my daughter one time called A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. I said, this is pornography. What's this doing in the public? Listen to me. God didn't give those children to the school. He didn't give them to the government. He didn't give them to Bart Simpson. And he sure didn't give them to that goofball up the road. They're yours. Stick your nose in their business. A friend of mine law enforcement in this county several years back with a young teenage girl She disappeared from her home. Law enforcement got involved. Found out some creep from up north, a sexual predator got, guess where he found her at? Surely you do not let your children wander online without any supervision. She watches over the ways of her household. You're in far, your kids are in far more danger of what comes through that computer screen than what comes through that door when it's unlocked. And they got in by law enforcement trying to find the poor girl. She was gone for days. Parents are frantic as they should be. Turns out she ran off with this creep. He took her down to Texas somewhere, some mess like that. And so this friend of mine, he's in the house, he's handling the case, and uh, he, you know, he looked around for stuff, and uh, he said, I, "I think your daughter was into this stuff." And that mother got so mad at him for saying that. And he said, "Can I ask you a question?" He said, "Is this your daughter's phone?" She said, "Yeah." He said, "What's that right there?" She didn't have a clue what her kids were doing. Stick your nose in their business and find out. It's not that you're bossy and you're nosy. It's that God put them in your care. She watches over the ways of their household and you got to stick your nose in it. When your daughter says Bubba Magoon's coming over to pick me up. You better not blow the horn in my driveway unless you deliver because you sure ain't picking nothing up. <laughs> Bring him in the house. Set him down. Get you a lie detector machine. Ask him when can I interview your pastor? When can I interview your Boy Scout leader? Get your nose in their business. All right, let me go ahead and make this announcement. She protects her family. If your kids think you're hip and you're cool right now, when they're teenagers and young, you are headed for a trail of tears. You're not supposed to be fun now. Yeah, I mean you're not supposed to be hip now. You're not supposed to be. If you got the, if you got the coolest mom in the world, you probably. You know what I call people who a cool mama when they're teenagers? Prisoner number 705431. <laughs> They're ones, listen to me, get over your need to be needed. Go to Belk store, buy you some big girl britches and say, I really don't care whether you like me right now or not, your long-term well-being is more important than, listening. you smile right now. Take, we have to take a long-term approach on this thing. She protects her youngins and not only from media, what has happened? What, what has happened that we've turned our children over to these people to raise? Culture, different things. But you need to protect, I hope there's no kids in here today. Protect your children from their greatest enemy, which is at 13 years old, who's your greatest enemy? Sut yourself. Protect them from themselves. I'm listening to Dr. Dobson, the great expert on child rearing. And a uh, lady called and she said, I have, I'm having problems. She have a question. She said, my daughter's 14. He said, stop right there. He said, I can answer you a question. He said, Keep her alive till she's 21. Everything will be fine. <laughs> Feed her, lock her up. She'll be all right. So she's 21. I'm getting a little carried away here, but here's the point raise your children. Listen to the Bible. Train up a child in the way. Well, we don't want to be narrow minded. Yes, we do. I follow a narrow man who walks on a narrow way with a narrow word and the end of that narrow way is abundant life. Don't let them get on that many variegated broad road that leads to protect your children. It's your responsibility to protect those children. Now, let me point something else out. And by the way, by the way, mothers need the heart of God so tender, but they better have a backbone like a crowbar. Can I get a witness today? Because you're going to be swimming upstream today. And uh, when when your teenage son, your teenage daughter, they say, but everybody, all the other cheerleaders get to run around half naked. (laughs) Tell them, you know what this is right here, sweetheart? That's the world's smallest record player playing my heart bleeds for you. Go to your room. (laughs) Do not fear to do the right thing. Oh my goodness. The good part's coming. Number seven. Let me point out. I don't know if you know this or not. Of all the attributes it mentions in here, the one that's mentioned the most is she's a working woman. She's a working It talks about her. She rises early. She puts her hand to the distaff. She does this. She plants. She borrows. She invests. talks about how, four different places. It talks about how that she's a working woman. Here, I'm going to put it in language you can understand. We got daddies today who are pretending they're Peter Pan <laughs> who sings I will never grow up. And now we got mamas who want to live at 13 years old when they're 35. When you're 13, act like 13. When you're 35, it is time to get you some big girl britches and grow up. We ain't having no fun at all, are we? Here's the deal. When you're young and you're riding in that convertible and you're listening to that cool music and you bop into the beanie shop and have it, that's wonderful. God bless you. But when babies show up, when I became a man, I started acting like one. And when I became a woman, I grew up. And it is time to say. Ain't about me having fun all the time. The greatest fun you will ever have is when they are blessed. I don't mean you can't smile once in a while, but the point is, children can't raise children. Children need parents. righty. <clears throat> she is wise. I want you to look at, me at verse 16. The Bible says this. She considers a field and buys it, and from her profit she plants a vineyard. Let me go back to the 50s and 60s. This thing was in the air that women aren't as smart as men. I know the two people that run my house. I know who's the smarter. And that women can't do business like a man and women shouldn't, you know, just women are supposed to just be pretty and stay out of the way. What does that say right there? A godly woman is sharp. She can do business. She can invest. She can buy. She can sell. She knows what she's doing. Listen, girls, I'm going to talk to the girls. Don't you let anything or anybody tell you you can't shine. Follow it. Listen, you can do it. God didn't create you to sit around and look pitiful. Do it. And whether it's being a mother, whether it's in business, whether it's whatever you do, do it. And the scripture teaches that she's got great wisdom in that. Two more. Numbers nine. Listen to this. She is creative. I won't read it all again, but you notice all through there that she's got these ideas and she does stuff. All right. Now, one of the things that really hacks me off about religion is the theme of religion for years has been just a few more weary days and we'll fly away. They can have all their fun now and we'll just sit over and we'll wear black all the time. We'll just dress in black and we'll look beautiful. If you're wearing black damn sorry. And uh, I came out of a Pentecostal group and all the women were required to wear black and their hair had to be in a bun. I'm sorry. If yours is in a bun Damn I'm sorry. And they were in bondage, you know, to their buns and all that mess. And they'd get their buns up there and and it was just the most pitiful, sad, sour, pathetic life, but we'll have ours one day. I don't see that in God's word. Let me tell you something. I've been in God's throne room. I've seen him on his throne through the book of Revelation. I've been, let me tell you what I saw when I was in God's throne room. I saw bright green. I saw red. I saw blue bird blue. I saw bright yellow. I saw the diamonds. I saw the colors of the rainbow around his throne. He is the God of color and life and light. They're not mad in heaven. They're celebrating big time up there. You say, what are you talking about? Listen to me, mama. Yes, there are some parameters that need to be drawn. You want to really bless your kids? Make that house a place they want to be. Let there be laughter in your house. Let there be joy in your house. Play Aerosmith in your house or Journey or something like that. Keep that house rocking. Turn the TV off and rock that house in there. Daddy, get in there and dance with their mama. Show them what life is. One of the truths we hear from older children over and over is I couldn't wait to get out of my house. Just because we were godly people and we told them how stupid they were. I'd leave you too. And then other kids say, we'd go on a date, we'd come back early just to be home. We love being in that house. Creatively make your house a place they want to be. All right, listen to me about your house. Got to have a house to have babies, I think. Uh, Got your house here. Why are you girls so concerned about the house being clean? So what children need to be clean? No, they don't. I lived dirty all my life. I got a job. What is this? If your house looks like it's in a magazine, something's wrong if you got children. It should look like a category five just came through there. If you're, if you're doing it right, it should look like a train just blew through the middle of your house. When, when our, babies, our kids were little, mama had a job. She raised the children. I went to church and goofed off. I'd come home at the end of the day and the house would look like it had been shook. Trash all over. She'd apologize. I'd say, don't you dare apologize. This is living right here, baby. This is what we want right here. I said, we'll have a clean house when they're grown. I want you to live. And don't touch that. Don't dirty that up. Let them dirty it up. Enjoy their lives. Listen, buy cheap junk furniture when they're young and plan on it being trashed. Get over it. Enjoy your life with your kids. I'm going to make an announcement. You've got young kids. Listen to me. There'll come a day you wish they was there again. There'll come a day you wish insane, but You wish they'd call you again. It'd be nice. You've got a very little window with kids. You have a very little time to shape their lives. But listen to me. Don't be so caught up in the shape and you don't forget to. This is the day. Enjoy today. Be creative. Laugh. Have you a big time. Celebrate. We can clean up later. Don't worry about that. Just enjoy the day. Listen. Make your home a place where kids love to be. And make it a house of joy. All right, let me point something out here. I got to talk to dads about moms for a minute. Dads, listen to me carefully. The Bible says this. Look with me in verse 28. Talking about mama. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he what? Praises her. My oldest child is 32 years old. My children have never heard me speak an unkind word to their mama in their life but they have heard me praise her and honor her and respect her and cheer for her and talk to them about how pretty she is. And, and now at this old age, they're going, I can talk to them about how hot she is at this age. Listen to me. Some, just because there's a little snow on the roof don't mean there can't still be a fire in the hearth. Can I get a witness? Gosh. All right. Listen to me. You brag on that woman in front of your children. You tell them how fortunate they are. I I brag on mama all the time in front of our children. Now, let me help you dads. You need to help mama. I've heard no few women say this. My children treat me like crap because they watch their daddy do it. You better hope I don't walk in when that's going on. Oh, I won't counsel you. I'll stab you. (laughs) That woman went to death's door to get your child in the earth. You honor her. He praises her. He honors. I mean, why would a woman want to lower herself to be equal to something stupid as a man? Put them where they belong on that pedestal. I mean these women need to be the she needs- to, we call her the queen in our house. Let me help you with your discipline in your home. Kid spills milk, no big deal, clean it up. Little hands don't work well anyway. If that, well it ruins the carpet, take it out and throw it in the garbage. Children are more important than carpet. Can I get a witness children are more important than carpet? If they draw on the walls, frame it, sign it, tell them it's artwork. If they bring home an F, no big deal. I got a bunch of Fs and I got a job. It's no big deal. It didn't bother me. It bothered the mama's a teacher. It didn't bother me none. If they do something stupid, you did too. Mercy, show them children some mercy where you can. But you listen to me. Our kids grew up knowing there's one rule in this house. You sash your mama, your bad day's fixing the bus wide open, doc. You're going to respect your mama. If you want to come off the floor quick, talk ugly to your mama. And that's why to this day they love their mama and I've never heard a child speak disrespect for their mama in my house. It ain't gonna happen. I might go to prison, but it ain't gonna happen. (laughs) It's up to you to help her be great, Bubba. Honor her in front of them children. Honor her in front of your friends. I hear men talk about their wives. I wouldn't talk about a dog that way in front of their friends. God gave you that woman to do life with and you enjoy her and you celebrate her. All right, there's one more I gotta throw in here. The Bible talks about her rising up early and doing several things. Mom has a lot of things you can do to chart the course of a child's life. A lot of things a dad can do. A lot of things a mom can do. There's one thing you can't do. You don't have the final word. Guess who has the final word? God Almighty has the final word in that child's life. Here's your greatest responsibility as a mom. I'm going to quote it to you. This is Matthew 6, 6. This is the greatest thing a mother can ever do. Here it is. Go into your closet. Close your door. Talk to your father who sees in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you publicly. My kids are 30, 20. Oh, they're up there. So I can't remember how old they are. Never been a day in their lives. We didn't pray for them. We pray for our children. They're grown. I thought when they got 18, you was done. God have mercy. That's when the price goes up. Every night we pray for our children together. Pray for your children, pour your heart out to God. My mother's passed away. She died three years ago, mother's day. And, um, her Bible, she didn't believe in writing in the Bible. If you can't write in your Bible, put it on the coffee table, get one you can. She didn't believe in writing her Bible and she never wrote in it. She said it's sacrilegious. But I got a Bible after she died. I looked in there. One verse in that whole Bible was underlined. Guess what it was? Rachel would not be silent. She prayed for her children. It's only verse underlined in the Bible. I came as close to hell as you can come and not go in there. I came as close to prison as you can, you know, you can get arrested at 17 for attempted murder. You fix and go to jail. I came as close as you can come to a mess and not go there. I'm convinced. Now mama did, the best, mama did the best she could raising me, but it was the prayers. It was the prayers that made the difference. And don't you ever let the devil and tail tell you he's not listening, it ain't working. You tell that devil, God honors his word he said he'd hear and you pray for them children. All The, the greatest gift you can give your children is to pull your heart out in prayer. And listen to me, some of you sitting in this room today, you're hurting because of where your children are at if they're breathing, there's a God in heaven who can redeem their lives. You get in that closet and you fight for those kids. I mean fight for those kids. We get too many great stories. All right, let me quit by saying this. This is the picture. Now God's fixing to make you a promise. And here's what he wants to say. Take a long-term approach with your children. It's not a 24-hour deal. This is a long-term approach. And here's what he means when he says, I want you to look with me. Let's read it again. Long-term approach, the Bible says this, verse 28. Her children, what? Rise up and call her blessed. Why does it say rise up in there? You know what rise up means, don't you? They get old. Why does it say her children rise up and call her blessed? Because they don't call her blessed when they're 12. They don't call her blessed when they're 14. When they're eight and she says, you are not eating that Hershey bar your insane daddy gave you for supper. You're going to eat them green beans. They do not bless you then. They don't brag on how great you are then. When Don dumb Juan shows up at the house and wants to take you away and she says, you ain't going. They don't bless you then. They don't bless you when they're young. Why does it say they bless you when they rise up, when they get older? Because when they get older, they look back and say, thank you. That's what I really needed. They give, what's the scripture saying here? You better give up some short term fun for some long term well-being. I always wished I had a different mama growing up, different mom and daddy. Because I had cool buddies, and they had cool parents. My best buddy, his daddy, owned a sign company in Charlotte, and his parents smoked pot. They, they gave him pot to smoke. 14, 15 years old, they supplied him with pot. We'd go down there smoking the base. So I remember thinking, God, I'm, why is he so lucky? Why does he get these great parents who give him pot? And I'm stuck with a mama who beats a tar out of me when I come home. My mama was waiting on me every single night when I came home. And uh, she'd come in and say, where have you been? I'd somewhere she'd say, kiss me. She wasn't being romantic. <laughs> she wouldn't smell my breath, what she wanted to do. I never forget. The problem is you're just a teenager. You ain't got no sense anyway. You're high, you're trying to think, give good answers. That don't work. <laughs> I come in one night mama said, where have you been? I, she said, why are your eyes red? I said, uh, we went swimming. and swimming. Been swimming. <laughs> Had been. She said, where? I said, at the uh, Miller's. She said, in the pond? I said, yeah, yes, ma'am, in the pond. She said, when did they start putting chlorine in ponds? <laughs> I can't even answer those questions when I'm sober. And there you are trying to get through this stuff. I did not like her when I was young. I adore her now. They will rise up and call you blessed. The goal is not to be cool now. The goal is to be blessed later. And, uh, this is what's our heavenly father saying right here. You do what I tell you to do right here. I'll handle the long-term effects for your children. I'll bless your children. I'll take care of them. The scripture says they will rise up and call her blessed. Let me point out one more thing on that same deal. Strength and honor. Verse 25, strength and honor are her closing. We have got to bring back honor to motherhood. It's the most honorable thing. Now listen, if you want to be president, God bless you. You want to start a company, God bless you. If you want to change the world, go do it. We, this world needs some changing. But what this world really needs is some mamas and some daddies, some mamas who will say, this is what God gave me right here, these three children. I want to finish by quoting to you 3 John. This is what 3 John says. Our values are so upside down in this land. It's not the jobs. Now, thank God for jobs. We need jobs. and, And I hope God said, enjoy your job, enjoy the fruit of your labor. It's not the cars, although I like cars. It's not your home. We've been blessed with a beautiful home. Listen to what the Bible says. I have no greater joy than to see my children walk in truth. The great aim of your life should be to see your children live truth and live a life of of grace and blessing and joy and have great marriages, have great homes of their own. My great joy is my children. Listen, always, oh, I can get another job. I got one family and you need to make sure that that family is the most important thing in the world to me. And I got news for you. One of these days, that company that's cheering for you, they're going to kick you to curb, give you a gold watch. And I no, ain't even going to do that much. They'll give you a gift card to Chick-fil-A and you're done, doc. <laughs> Them children are forever. They're going to last forever. And we need to bring back honor to that, to motherhood and make it a long range approach. All right, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for mamas. Bow up, girls. You can do it. I mean, you can do it. For the young girls that that want to be mamas someday and have families one day and do your thing, follow this book right here. The creator of this universe has given you a guarantee. You meet me right here, I'll do what I promised I'll do for you. You do that. All right, let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we love you and praise you and thank you so much. This is the day where we honor motherhood. I don't think it's a hallmark thing where we do cards and flowers. I think it's the day where we pause and realize I've been around her so much, maybe I've taken her for granted. You were so good to me and the mother you gave me. Fathers, I've told many a teenager, who's going to be there when you get sick? Who's going to take care of you when your friends walk off? Who's going to love you? Thank you that my mama is the one who stayed with me. Well, all of us, you know, Lord, just some of us, our moms may not have done the greatest job, but the truth of the matter is they did the best they could. We're all, this is our first time for all of us, Lord Jesus, we're learning. But I pray for mothers, those that, whose kids are brand new, God, how fortunate they are and blessed. I pray you put it in their hearts. You've already done it. I want them to hear it in their hearts. This is my mission in life right here these children. I pray for those that kids are grown, they'll always be in our hearts till the day we see you face to face. I trust you for that. Our Father, I want to pray for the mothers that are struggling today. We, we, we didn't know what we didn't know. Maybe we made some bad decisions. Maybe we did some things that were wrong in the past. We didn't know what we didn't know. But now that we know better, we're going to do better. And I praise you and thank you that you are the redeemer. I thank you that you can go back and fix. You, you said, don't fix. Just bring your mess to me. And trust me. I pray for moms and dads that are together. And they're, they're wishing can't go back but we can always look ahead and I pray they will pour their hearts out to you and say we haven't had the final word in this deal yet these kids I thank you that it's your will that they be saved come to the knowledge of the truth live a great kingdom life know righteousness peace and joy these are your promises in the word for every person you created let these parents join in and pray turn it around I believe you to turn it around I trust you for that and then finally Lord Jesus we just want to say thank you why God gave children parents is so clear in your word where would we be without mom and dad? But where would we be without our moms to shape us, watch over us, care for us, nurture us, love us, model for us? We thank you and praise you on this day for moms that you've blessed us with. Those that are still here, God bless them. Those that are members, thank you. We look forward to seeing them face to face. And I pray above all, I'm going to, can I add, I know I said one more. Can I do one more, Lord Jesus? One more, real quick. I pray for grace in our lives to realize that is gold, that is garbage that's important. That is not. This is eternal. This will be gone in a week and that we would live for the gold and the eternal and not waste our lives on the garbage. that's going to be gone one day. That's a good prayer. Right there. I believe you'll answer that. I trust you for that. Let Jesus be glorified in his precious name. We pray. Amen.